Hello everyone in the WhatsApp group. This is Brother Jonathan, just here trying to give you a little more information before I record for Metro FM for this Sunday. There's so much, you know, when you study the Word of God, God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And so you find that when you study the Word of God, you always end up with so much more than you have to share. The reason is part A, because God is rewarding you for your due diligence. And part B, because when you share what you have learned, you can share it with boldness, with certainty, that you have searched it out, you have seen the connectivity between the cross-references, you have considered the manners and customs, you've done your inductive Bible study where you're asking the who, what, where, why, and when to establish the context so that the meaning is clear. Now, you don't have to go as deep as becoming a Hebrew for the Old Testament or Greek for the New Testament scholar. Actually, Greek would apply to both because the whole Old Testament was translated into the Septuagint, which is a Greek uh, language version of the Old Testament. But these things they build on each other. They're building blocks. So say you're in the group, as I reference these things uh, in the book of 1 John chapter 2 that we've been going through, and you get the notes. Now you've got a lot of cross-references at the bottom of the notes. And these cross-references, if you just take your time and look them up, you'll see that the word above the cross-reference um, will will indicate what the connection is. Now, sometimes it will be a connection of just that literal word where that word or phrase is used in other verses in the Bible. That has a significant value. Other times you will see the principle is connected in other parts of the Bible. And that means the, the message or the meaning of the statement is reflected, maybe not word for word, um, the way it is in that particular verse. But you'll definitely see the the principle is there, um, like thou shalt not steal, and then it would take you to other places where it talks about not stealing in the Bible or illustrations through uh, documents, uh, documentation of situations. You know, um, so you'll be able to see more clearly that principle. Uh, kind of personified or expressed in a situation. And so lots and lots of scriptures here, right? But if you are searching out those scriptures, I used to write them all out by hand. And then uh, I would be able to see more clearly the connection. Of course, the word of God would get into my heart. I mean, the whole verse, I would write the verses out. So I'd write the main verse at the top of my page. And then down below that, I would start to write all the verses that, that were cross-referenced. Well, at that time, I only had a regular Bible that had one or two references. And now I'm giving you all the uh, um, more in-depth cross-references so you can study these out. You know, we don't all have uh, unlimited Wi-Fi and fancy computers and all these types of things. But also, if you take the time to study this stuff out, you will see without a doubt that the principle is clear. This will be very exciting. This will be very rewarding. 
but it'll also be very protecting for you. Remember, DHL Ministries, our desire is not to get you to be followers of us or followers of me as your brother in Christ, but we want you to become followers of Jesus Christ and we want his word to be the word you stand on, not the word shared in our messages as truthful and as honest and as straightforward, as accurate as I want it to be. I'm still human and I can make mistakes. But if you learn how to study the Word of God for yourself, then you can check these things out. Then when you hear someone else trying to share a meaning of a scripture or of a story, inside right away you'll go, no, that's not what it's saying there. And of course, you won't become hypercritical of that person per se or that ministry, but you'll see that it's a little bit off. And maybe you'll have the opportunity to share a little bit about how to study out the word better. What we're talking about, though, in 1 John chapter 2, in summary, I I put it in your notes at the bottom of the notes, is that uh, the sections in in one particular Bible I use, it has some, you know, uh, kind of like titles for different sections of the same chapter. Now, these are not concrete. This is just, again, helpful summaries or bullet points so that you can see what's going on throughout that chapter. Also, for you to reference back to that area quickly, you can see the title or whatever. But a lot of times they're worth considering. And so I've put them here in the breakdown of sections of 1 John chapter 2, and it goes like this. John comforts them against the sins of infirmity in the first couple of verses. And then to rightly know God is to keep his commandments. Remember how we talked about that? If you know him, if you love him, you will keep his commandments. Uh, Evidence of being a follower of Jesus Christ is his work in your life. Initially, there's the evidence or the fruit of repentance not just um, kind of a knee-jerk reaction or a spontaneous impulsive move, but a consistent pattern of turning away from your old ways that are clearly wrong. And a consistent pattern then after that of pursuing the things of God, letting Him put His Word into your life and applying that Word to your life. Does that make sense? I, I hope so. Then we saw that we were instructed to love our brethren and not to love the world. Now, John loves to do contrasts. He loves to do uh, contrasts with you. And I'm glad we're talking like this. I want to do this more often. He likes to do contrasts. And it's actually the whole book of uh, 1 John is a book of contrasts, but Just to share a few with you, remember in chapter 1, we talked about the difference between light and darkness, or the truth and the lie. Remember, the light represents Jesus Christ and His way of living and righteousness, and the darkness represents the world's way um, of unrighteous living. And then within this chapter alone, we're talking about, remember in the beginning, the paradox of the new commandment and the old commandment which got our attention, but as we studied it out, we actually saw that it was was truthful. It seemed like a contradiction, but we saw it was truthful. And then loving the Father and loving the world, there's a contrast there. 
Remember, we said that love is commitment, being committed to God and being committed to the world. You can't be committed to both, right? Because commitment is final, is complete, is conclusive. And so full on commitment. You, you can't be committed to your wife and still dating other women. That does not represent committing. Same thing. You can't be committed to your husband and still seeing other men. And so this commitment is a word that is being uh, diluted in the world to and redefined by whomever wants to redefine it. But actuality, commitment is commitment. Uh, You can't be committed in your business dealings with someone and say, I'm committed to you and then go deal with their competition, right? That's not a commitment. So we saw loving the Father and loving the world or committed to God and committed to the things of the world or the ruler of the world. And then now we're going to get into talking about Christ versus the Antichrist um, and the truth versus lies and so on. In in chapter 3, we'll talk about the children of God versus the children of the devil, eternal life and eternal death, love and hatred. Um, In chapter 4, we're actually going to talk about true teaching and false teaching. Uh, In the end of chapter 4, we'll talk about love and fear. And then finally, in chapter 5, we'll talk about having life and not having life. So when you see these contrasts and these comparisons, you start to see the genius, I say that in reference to God, the genius of this epistle. You start to see how it is intentional. It's not just a bunch of fancy religious phrases or uh, life suggestions. There is a format and a framework that this is operating in. And though John may have or may have not, I don't know, had some formal training in writing, this is clearly supernatural. It's set out in consistency uh, that, that might be put together wrong. It is set out in consistency. There's a consistency in this book. And then you see that it's clear. So when you have eyes to see, you can see. But the deception of the world would cause you not to be able to see it. So in these little messages, when we get together like this, um, I want to share things with you, not only how to study the word, how to look at the notes that I'm giving to you, uh, what they mean, because it could be just a lot of information that you're not sure what it means, and how to use the notes to dig deeper I'll try to get them to you as soon as possible before the broadcast, but then you can go back and listen to the broadcast again um, and look at the notes again after you've heard the broadcast. Remember, faith comes by hearing the word. So as you hear the word spoken, as you hear the word broken down, then you consider it well. The Bereans in Acts 17, 11 are applauded because they had this noble quality of being able to hungrily hear the word, look around to hear the word. Now, we don't have to go as far as they did, but they'd have to go from town to town to to where people were sharing the word. But to hear their word with expectation, and yet before they shared it with other people, before they received it as the full truth, they went afterwards and studied to see if the word was true that was shared. This pattern, this noble pattern, 
will be wise for you to establish in your life right now. So I'm shooting you the notes. I'm trying to give you the notes as soon as possible, but you have the ability to access the audio after the broadcast. So you could really use these venues and this information to grow tremendously in your understanding of the Word of God. As you see, I don't have much time, even in the generous 20 minutes I'm given on the air, uh, nor do I think that many of the listeners would um, tolerate or be um, as drawn in to a much longer presentation. But you are the ones who've chosen to join the WhatsApp group, to stay here and respect the group by not creating uh, multiple posts and things like that that can be distracting. And um, frankly, let's talk about that while I have you. Um, in the WhatsApp group, we ask you, not to post anything. It's not a discussion group. It's not a very interactive group. It's a form of information dissemination, meaning it's convenient for me to be able to send you all the notes at one time through the WhatsApp group or messages like this or additional notes as I send you the PDF form of the notes. That's the kind of uh, pulse of the group. And I know people um, intend well, they mean well when they find sources of information or interesting sermons or uh, job opportunities, but um, we, we don't want to use time to filter and verify all of those things, and we still want to be responsible for the members of the group so that your, your mailbox or your group isn't alerting you to a lot of things that that aren't endorsed by DHL Ministries or haven't been uh, searched out to see if they're legitimate. And so uh, please refrain from posting anything on the group as well-intended as you are. If you want to consider something to be shared with the group, you can contact Brother Tendai. He's on there and he's the administrator. Contact him directly on an instant message and then present the information to him to prayerfully consider. But we'd really rather have this group being about getting notes and getting these links to the messages so it can be clear and, and, and um, um, uh, pure and direct. Uh, so I hope you guys understand uh, all that I'm saying here. It's just a great time to be able to explain some of these things, describe the notes, share with you some of the other things God has shown me um, as I study this out, and yet I still can't share it all with you here because it just, the time evaporates and I don't want you to, um, I don't want these things to go on and on and on. You have access to the Spirit, through the Spirit of God, to the wisdom of God. I'll say it again. You have access by the Spirit of God to the wisdom of God. Let me share with you a little story that I shared with a sister in Christ in China recently. Um, and some of you who have responded, you're, this is going to ring stronger with than others. But when you start to seek the face of God and you start to study the Bible, you are not studying for information's sake only. You're studying to get deeper into the presence of God. To those of you who are called to be teachers or pastors um, and uh, other other things, um, even evangelists and so on and so forth, you're going to spend a lot more time in the Word of God than, say, someone who is in the ministry of helps, right? So those of you who are in informational ministry or uh, ministry that explains and teaches the Word of God, 
um, you will find that when you're studying, it's your form of worship, right? Like um, worship leaders, when they sing or write music, they're not doing it for the sake of writing music or because they love guitars or pianos. That would be a secular thing if people did it because they, I just love music, period. Um, well, that might be, you know, um, ultimately, as someone who's doing it or realize the gift is from God, they know that it's worship when they're practicing their instruments it's worship when they're using their instruments or writing their music they can tell it's worship it's in the presence of God you see it's not a song they play it's a place they go in the presence of God those of you who are called to teach and preach the word of God in in various areas of ministry you will find that the deeper you go into your studies it becomes a time of worship and intimacy with God. Yeah, you collect information, you see the connectivity, all of that, but it's really positional for you to get into the presence of God. So every morning I used to get up very early and spend hours in the Word of God, and I still recommend that to people in Christianity. And one time I was sitting there preparing for either Bible studies or sermons, and so much information came to me. It was so beautiful. It was awe-inspiring. I sat in awe of the presence of God. It was systematically overwhelming, my system. And I just, I just sat there. Just, I could just sit there because the information was so great. And then I started to try to write notes. I was trying to write shorthand. I was trying to write abbreviations. I felt like there was a river of life flowing through me and I wanted to get whatever I could to share and I couldn't couldn't capture it. I couldn't capture it in writing notes. And it was a little a little frustrating because I'm feverishly wanting to stay in that place where I felt this flow of information, this access of information, and yet I, I felt obligated and and desired to capture some of it as it flowed through me, all the things God was showing me. And then there was a peace that came upon me. And when I say that God said, just for context, I mean it was impressed upon me. I didn't hear an audible voice. But these things were impressed upon me, which seemed like someone had said it. Okay. The Spirit of God said to me, Whoa, slow down, slow down, slow down. You 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 don't need to be taking notes. Remember, I'm I'm translating what the impression was, right? Not his words. Um, he was encouraging me to not have to take notes, to just sit there. And that was really hard for me, family. And then he showed me a vision of Fort Knox. Here in the United States, we have a place called Fort Knox. And it has, it's literally a warehouse for gold. Now, of course, it's extremely protected. But it's a warehouse where there are pallets and pallets of gold bricks. And a pallet is that wooden crate that you put things on and wrap it up to store or to ship. And use a forklift to move it around, machinery to move it around. And it's, it exists to this day. There are pallets and pallets of gold bricks. And those gold bricks used to represent the dollars that we have, right? Uh, I don't want to go down that lane too far, but look up Fort Knox. And look up the images of Fort Knox. You'll see rooms filled with gold bricks. So the Spirit of God showed me that. And I thought, 
wow, if I could just have one gold brick. That's what I felt, right? I felt if I could just have one solid gold brick, my life would be set. The Spirit of God said to me, what what would you do with that brick? I'm like, I would be set. That thing's worth a lot of money. I've, I've since researched it and a brick of gold is not worth as much as I thought it was, but it seemed like a brick of pure gold would be worth millions. You know, that's that was our thinking. And the Spirit of God said to me, well, how would you exchange that? Who would buy a brick of gold from you? You know, pure gold is soft. So so say I, I broke a piece of that off. Who would I give it to in exchange for money? How could they move that? How could they use that unless it was a metalsmith or something like that? And so in my mind, I thought, wow, I don't, I don't know how to use a brick of pure gold. So I could have it and it could be worth a lot, but... Who am I going to sell it to? And then the Spirit of God continued to teach me about that brick of gold. And he said, why would you, you know, the brick is only useful if you take it and mix it with other metals so it becomes stronger and then make jewelry out of it or make something tangible and useful and things that people could purchase. It's not, it's not as valuable on its own in its pure form, it's more valuable in smaller amounts in useful shaped things, uh, useful designed and created things. Okay. So then he showed me that just like this warehouse full of gold is the wisdom of God. And when you're in the presence of God, you have access to all of this, all that God gives you freely. He'll help you to have his wisdom to express his truths. So you don't need to try to grab one brick. You can just get into the presence of God and have access to that vault of wisdom and utilize that to express the word of God clearly and accurately. So I hope all of that made sense to you. When you study the word, it's a time of worship. When you share it, there's never enough time to share it in its entirety because that's your reward but digging as deeply as you do it helps you to share it with boldness and confidence in your accuracy and it's well worth the time spent so if there are ever any questions guys if you have any questions at all again i encourage you to text uh, brother tendai directly if you have any questions for me, to text him so that he can um, look into these matters. He could probably even give you a direct answer. And then if there are things that are coming up with the group, um, I can. he'll talk with me about it. And we can make some decisions about it. But I hope that you're enjoying this. I really do. Um, I'm grateful that you guys are using the WhatsApp group and you're not you're not the only ones in Lusaka using the WhatsApp group. I've got people from around the globe that I meet that are Christians. Um, some of them are in persecuted countries. Some of them are in places where they don't have access to because of their government stopping them from a lot of online venues and uh, their pastors being persecuted because of sharing the word of God truthfully. And so this group is really... Uh, instrumental in equipping people and, and helping them to grow in discipleship. So we ask you to pray for the ministry and uh, we thank you for your faithfulness. 
Uh, also praying for Metro FM and all of their staff members. Um, don't don't take these things lightly. We've been blessed with this venue. We've been blessed with not one time slot, but two time slots. Um, you know, it's it's now on um, Radio Box. You know, I send it to you guys on Anchor. And of course, that podcast actually goes through seven or eight other podcasts um, and is available to people online. So your prayers are are desired. I pray, We ask for your prayers and I hope you guys are enjoying this and we'll talk again soon. All right. Take care.